to the Character Chronicles, the People Show. Checking the Pulse of Rescue Nation brought to you by X-Cancer. Check them out at xcancer.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it is game week. College football is almost, almost back. And even more importantly, Nebraska football is just a few days away before we take on Northwestern in Ireland. Now, the Character Chronicles actually returned a week ago when I interviewed... Nebraska AD Trev Alberts. I asked him a bunch of questions I've been wanting to ask him for a long time. If you missed that interview, go back and check it out. But there's four things I want to do right here, right now, today. First and foremost, I want to have some fun. Okay, I'm going to give my overall record prediction for Nebraska at the end of this year. Now, why? Why? If you're one of those people that's like, why do you do this stuff? Nobody has any idea how it's going to go. Why? Because, number one, it's fun. Okay, number two... Every year, people all summer long ask me, how's Nebraska going to do? How's Nebraska going to do? I have no freaking clue. Okay, we're going to be more talented, more athletic than every team we play this year except for Oklahoma and Michigan. And we're more talented, more athletic than 75 and 80% of all the teams that we play. But we've seen how that's kind of turned out. So I have no idea. So why am I doing this show? Number one, I'm going to give my best educated guests on these wins and losses. You heard me right, educated. Number two, it's just for fun. It's for fun. I like to think that I'm right, but who freaking knows? Okay, so we're going to have some fun here today. Number two, this is my official Northwestern Breakdown and Prediction show. Okay, I'm going to give my official prediction and breakdown for Northwestern right here, right now. Number three, obviously the win-loss record prediction. And number four, what is a successful season for Scott Frost? What does it actually look like? Is it a certain amount of wins? What is it? We are a win-loss-based business, but I'll give deeper thoughts on that at the end of this show. All right, so let's light this candle. Let's dive into Northwestern. Western versus Nebraska, and here's my quick breakdown of that. I'm going to try to go quickly to get to all the games before this video is 40 hours long, although that'd be kind of fun. I don't know. I need some sleep in there. Anyways, Nebraska, much to my surprise, is 12.5 point favorite over Northwestern, and okay, and the over-under is 15.5 points as well. I was surprised, and here's why, because as I mentioned, Nebraska's going to be the more talented team. We tend to underperform lately. Hopefully that starts to change. Northwestern, on the other hand, is a little bit less talented than most teams they play, but Pat Fitzgerald's a really good coach, and he gets as much or more out of his players than just about any coach in the country. Last year, we whooped Northwestern 56-7, to whooped the rear end sideways, but the game's kind of an anomaly. If you look at the previous 10 or so years that we played Northwestern, it's almost always close games. So if you go to the previous four years before last year, okay, I broke down those games, and here's the deal. Northwestern won three of those four games. If you include last year, they're three and two against us over five years. But again, look at those previous four games. Okay, the average score is Northwestern 24, Nebraska 20. So it's an average margin of victory or separation in the scoreboard of only four points. So they're really close games. They're close battles. They come down to the end. So I'm like, why are we such a big favorite? It's kind of surprising to me. I'm trying to figure it out. Okay, the only thing I could think of was just simply the recruiting rankings, okay? And I'm going to come back to the 2022 recruiting rankings because I want to look at the transfer portal class breakdown separately from the high school rankings. So I'm going to go, again, to the previous four years before last year when it comes to high school recruiting rankings. And here's the deal. I know kids tend to come and go more than ever. That's just the way of college football. But this is the info we have to go by. The previous four years combined, the average recruiting ranking for Nebraska is 20th in the country. Pretty freaking good, right? Northwestern's 44th in the country. Okay, so significantly below Nebraska, about kind of where I thought they would be. Now, if you come back to the 2022 transfer portal class, as we know, Nebraska did really, really well. Number six ranked transfer portal class in the country. Northwestern, nowhere near number six. So the only thing I could come up with as to why we're such a heavy favorite is because we do have significantly more talent 
And the transfer portal class brings in guys with a little bit more experience than Nebraska's had as far as guys who've actually played in college football in the past. And hopefully that'll be a little bit of the difference. The question is how quickly will they all gel together along with the new coaches? But here's my three keys to Nebraska beating Northwestern. They're not fancy. Okay, we're, we're, we're a big favorite. So here's the deal. Number one, win the turnover battle. Number two, win the penalty battle. Number three, draw even at least in special teams. Translation, or in other words, Nebraska, you're clearly the more talented team. Just don't beat yourselves and you'll win. Here's my score prediction. Nebraska 28, Northwestern 21. So I have Nebraska winning the first game of the year. Let's get to these other games. Next up, North Dakota. I got us winning that game. Then Georgia Southern. I got us winning that game 3-0, headed headed into the Oklahoma showdown in Lincoln. I'm going to be honest with you. I reserve the right to change my prediction when this game rolls around. Okay, depending on what I see. Because this is, and don't get me wrong, Oklahoma's still really talented. But this is the least talented Oklahoma team I've seen in a while. Okay, and so depending, I wanted to predict a win here. But how in the world, based on what I've seen in previous years recently, and not having seen Nebraska play a, a, a single snap in a game, how could I predict them to beat Oklahoma, who is a top 10 team at this point, despite my opinion at this moment in time. So I do have Oklahoma beating Nebraska, but man, it's going to be a rowdy day in Lincoln, and I reserve the right to change my prediction once I've seen Nebraska play those three games, and it could be a big win for the Huskers that day. But alas, I do have at this moment in time Oklahoma winning, so Nebraska's 3-1. and one. Okay, headed into Indiana, which I have us winning. Rutgers, which I have us winning. So that puts us 5-1 and one, headed into the last half of the season, which to me is the key part of the season. These next three games are interesting. You got Purdue, who I believe is going to be better than most people think. They were 9-4 and four a year ago. They have a really good team returning, and they have an underrated quarterback who could potentially be one of the all-conference players by the end of the year. Okay, I'm going to come back to my prediction for Purdue in a minute. Illinois is next. I do think we beat Illinois, but Minnesota... I see them as another team that can, I mean, they have, they were nine and four a year ago. They lost their best player, which was their running back early on in the season. In fact, the first game of the season, his nickname is the rolling ball of butcher knives, Mr. Ibrahim, and he's back. So to me, they're going to be dangerous as well, maybe better than they were a year ago. So I think we beat Illinois and I think we split Purdue and Minnesota. I don't know. Do we beat Purdue, lose to Minnesota? Do we beat Minnesota, lose to Purdue? Either way. I think we're going to split those two, beat Illinois. And then at Michigan, all right, that's obviously going to be a tough game at this moment in time. I'm predicting Michigan wins. So that would put a 7-3 and three headed into the last two games. Now, depending on how these last two games go, if I'm correct or even close to being correct, we'll finish the season either 7-5, and 9-3, or 8-4. and four. So here's how I see this. I see us splitting with Wisconsin and Iowa. I really do. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make myself make a prediction on these two games. Initially, I was like, oh, we'll beat Iowa, probably lose to Wisconsin, because um, Wisconsin's usually a little better than Iowa, so that just makes sense. But we get Wisconsin at home. We go to Iowa. Not saying we can't win a road game, but something tells me Nebraska's home field needs to become a big advantage again. The fans can make a difference. And if we're 7-3 and three, headed into Wisconsin, coming into Lincoln, and maybe we're playing for a potential tr- trip to the Big Ten championship game, the fans could be going cuckoo crazy, and it would be awesome. Maybe that can help be a difference in the game. So I have us beating Wisconsin and losing narrowly to Iowa on the road. Maybe you flip that. Maybe I'm wrong. Let me know in the comments. Do we beat Iowa, lose to Wisconsin? Am I right? By having us beat Wisconsin at home, maybe lose narrowly to Iowa on the road. Do we lose both, win both? Let me know in the comments below. All right, so that would put us at 8-4, and four, and I think that would make Husker fans pretty happy. Now, 
What is a successful season for Scott Frost? Uh, we all know this. It's no secret. The higher-ups, they want to keep Scott Frost around. They're looking for a reason to keep him around. They want him to be the guy to be successful. He's been given the benefit of the doubt way more than any coach in recent Nebraska history. It's not even close, and that's fine. But it's kind of time to start figuring this thing out. So if he goes at least 6-6, six and six, even with this being one of the easiest schedules we've had in a while, they're going to try to keep him around, and they will keep him around because they want to evaluate Scott Frost and a lot of these new coaches over a two-year period. So technically, success is 6-6, six and six, which in Scott Frost's case is, is cases being brought back for a six-year. Now, I'm going to be more objective than I've ever been on this show. I try to be as objective as I can be, also be honest, but here's why. Okay, I'm rooting for a great season, but I don't want to get caught in a vacuum. I'm kind of ready for this coaching picture to be cleared up and stop being muddy. Now, if we go six and six, seven to five, or go into a bowl game, haven't done it in a while, I'm fine with that. I hope this makes sense. I'd almost prefer three and nine, four and eight, or even better, nine and three, eight and four. So we get a clearer picture, or ten and two, clearer picture of is Scott Frost the guy? Are we just postponing the inevitable if we have an easy schedule and he finishes in the middle? I hope that makes sense. I want a great season, but I want what's best for the Husker program as a whole. I'm rooting for Scott Frost to succeed because that means Husker football is succeeding. But I want what's best for the program as a whole and long term. And I'm just ready for this picture to be cleared up. Let me know in the comments. Do you agree with me? Does that make sense? And let me know your record prediction as well. Go big, Red Noise. Remember, throw the bug. This show is brought to you by X-Cancer. Join the fight at xcancerstore.com and support your loved ones, your neighbors, and cancer fighters all over the world and help them gain access to revolutionary treatments. xcancerstore.com has a wide variety of t-shirts and merchandise supporting a wide variety of cancer battles so you can show off the colors that matter. Proceeds from each purchase not only help those at home, but also cancer fighters in Tanzania, Africa. Check them out at xcancerstore.com.